2: or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave Damashek here. Make sure you check out the Dave Damashek Football Program. You can watch it on YouTube, NFL.com. You can listen to it on iTunes or Stitcher or NFL.com slash podcasts. We look at the world of pro football and the game called life.
2: The Around the NFL Podcast is as consistent as a Brett Favre retirement.
3: Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis, and I am joined by a room filled with heroes. Mark Sessler, Lindsay Rhodes, Ooh. and Greg Rosenthal. What's up, boys and girl? And girl. Hey Dan. Hi, Dan. Lindsay in the Chris Wessling chair.
2: Yeah. You Which just, I've already yeah. disinfected.
3: Wise move. If let, I'm
2: sick within the next week, I think I might sue him.
4: Let me. Mm. I mean, Suing Wesleyan, you're not going to get a whole lot of scratch out of that <laughs> operation. he <laughs> will
3: be the first to tell you. Um, Lindsay, you haven't been on the show in a couple weeks, so we'll just catch you up right off the top. We have okay. a lot to get to today. Uh, but first and foremost, since the last time you were on the show, I brought back the Dean scream. Ah! <laughs> That's back now. That's the thing that's used. Uh,
2: yes. I I feel like I've referenced that in several conversations recently.
3: Wow. So
5: you've been bringing it back even without knowing because you clearly don't listen to the show unless, unless well, you're on it. No,
2: I'm oh. just saying in the political climate Jeez in Christ. which we currently are, that's come up several times. Like, that's how he got kicked out of the race. Yeah.
3: The reason yeah. why was it's by screaming up. funny. Though, Got a little too angry for people's liking. About a seven days ago, I, I brought it back, and that's why you're seeing it pop up now in <laughs> politics again. It was kind of forgotten. Totally. And now it's back. Uh, also- uh, yeah, The only
2: reason I knew to bring it back was because I listened to the podcast.
3: Exactly. Uh, yeah, you did bring up politics. Uh, since you've been gone, Donald Trump has now like a 50-50 chance to be our president.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That may or may not be the reason that I brought up the fact that Howard Dean got kicked out of the race for screaming funny Yeah, and the things that are now okay.
3: Wes, as you know, is ill. He went to Tybee Island today, and if he was a video game character, he would have two life bars left out of, like, 20. <laughs> <laughs> Still a decent chance he comes home in a box. and I don't want that to happen. I'm just saying sending well, Wes back to Tybee Island at a, a very low health rate.
4: He'll be fine.
3: Well, He's this gone is, there on a, on a so-called charity mission. This which is I don't not buy
4: home,
5: alert. by the so way. So-called. He would not be coming home here in a box. You're saying he would go to Cincinnati in this dark sure. scenario that you you've created. I hope not.
3: I hope that doesn't happen. And the final news note, since you've begun, Lindsay. I don't know if you've been tracking this, but this is La Cid's final show with us.
2: Yes, it is. It's a sad day. It is have this any sad? Do we have Before any violins She goes to or the or Magic anything? Kingdom for five months. This.
3: It's very sad. <laughs> You know, we've been putting a lot, Mark, on the California labor laws. That's the wrong
5: tone. That feels feels Holocaust.
3: It's a somber day. It does.
2: It's like a Jewish wake or something like that.
3: (laughs) We've been putting a lot of uh, heat on California labor laws. Rightly so. But let's actually put the heat where it deserves to be, and it's right in this building at NFL Media because we're letting a young Ascendant star out the building and hoping that she re-signs with us at a later date. Uh, That sounds like, I don't know, a Cleveland Browns way of doing business, right? Uh, the old Browns. The old Pris- Browns. Yes. Sashi, Prisashi, of course.
4: I mean, yes, and it's – it's uh, Sashi. <laughs> you know, the sad thing is Sydney is just the latest uh, young talent that they've left walk. Just, oh, you know what? Seven months is enough of you. Goodbye. Go have a career elsewhere. We'll fill your shoes with someone that has no idea what's going on and just have our 17th producer <laughs> in the last four years. Great idea, NFL media.
3: Well <laughs> – we should point out that brandon McGinnis, who is a talent in his Excited own Excited about brandon but, it's, but it was just in.
4: brandon who was asked to leave the b- the building yeah. for 5 months we're yeah. lucky he even came back
5: well th- well there aren't many sydney's that we've had come in there i mean she's definitely on the mount rushmore yep. of of producers and that's why we're going to devote all 55 minutes of the show to talking about Sydney today. It's just been a plan. This is a surprise. Sydney doesn't know. Yeah, it. it's going to be like totally a, a, a top
3: 100 countdown of her best chime-ins of <laughs> the last seven months. Uh, yeah. So Sydney, uh, we look forward to this final show together. Uh, I like to call it a, uh, a hiatus. Not. That's a good end. way to put it.
2: Okay. I, I won't come back until you're back.
3: <laughs> Ooh, I like well, that. Lindsay finds I demands. finds I a I way was. out. Uh, yes, that anyway. is. <laughs> a,
4: te- a technicality. That was well done She's on her like, part. like, yes, yeah, seven
5: months. Uh,
3: big, big show today. We had our, of course, our top 99 free agent spectacular on Wednesday, but we're not done talking free agency. If you haven't. Free agency.
1: Problems, I feel bad for you, son. i, I got, got 99
3: problems, problems, but. Free agency. Chain one.
4: <laughs> Lindsay breaking it down.
2: I met my husband at a Jay-Z concert.
4: Really? Yeah, I wow. feel
2: like that should just get thrown out there.
4: Wow. What, yeah. just milling around the facility?
2: He sat in the row behind me, mm. in the seat behind me. Wait, Wait, where was it? Staples.
3: Wait, so how does it interesting? That's a great story. Did yeah. he speak to you first? Yeah, this is interesting.
2: He t- <laughs> he put his phone number, he wrote his phone number with like a quick note on the back of his ticket, dropped it in my purse Ooh. on my chair. Yeah. There's a story behind it. Not really. We'd sort of made eye contact, but that was a bit loud, so he wasn't sure if he'd get a chance to talk. Was to he me. aware
4: so like, that well, you were NFL networks, Lindsey Rhodes? No, he did not recognize you. That's good. Not Lindsay a football Soto fan Back in the
3: day. By the way, that yeah, Lindsey Soto. That oh. move works. Lindsey's husband's like a nine, nine and a half. That works <laughs> yeah. when you're that good-looking uh, and charming. Not all of us can do the. I'm going to put something in your purse (laughs) without your permission. No,
4: that that leads to other actions.
3: That's an arrest for you know Joe Blow, as they say. Isn't he
4: a fireman? People
5: have been fired from the NFL for similar type of moves. Leave it (laughs) at that. That's true,
3: actually. (laughs) Anyway, that's a great story.
2: Yeah, but I like that drop.
3: Thank you. Is where I was going. Yes, Lindsay. uh, Excuse me, Sydney and I put it together. (laughs) I can't get any of the women on the show's names correct, Um, but. We put it together yesterday. I think it's one of our greatest works together, Sydney.
2: It's a pretty good one. I'm. Can I hear it one more time? Because it's Course. so good.
3: If you haven't free agency
1: problems, <laughs> I feel bad for you, son. I, I got, got ninety nine problems, problems, but free agency. Ain't one.
3: Love it. Wait, was your first dance at your wedding a Jay Z song?
2: It wasn't. It should have been. When people were being sat, we had uh, Jay Z songs played on the piano. Oh, that's great. That's yeah.
3: great cool. touch. That's, that's amazing. Great touch. All right, so. Let's see we're learning more and more about Lindsay every time she comes on we like will big, do like you walk down to the aisle the big pimpin <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, if I had a do-over.
3: Um, we're going to talk about some fits, best fits in free agency. We have the top 99 free agents out there, and you can check that out at NFL.com slash top 99. That's a saucy vanity URL. But we'll talk about – we'll we'll pick out some names from that list and see where they best fit in. We have a written piece on the site as well that you can consult, but we're going to talk about it. Uh, we are going to – ooh, like pr- I teased this earlier in the week. We didn't get a chance to do it on Wednesday – iTunes listener comments Uh, you know we like to be in touch with the people so we check in on the iTunes reviews of the around the NFL podcast good and bad and we try to learn from it Mark
4: yeah I mean I especially like the negative uh, side of it
3: why is that do you think that's says something.
4: I don't need to just surround myself with praise and draping you know, optimism. Yeah. I want to hear about the people that listen to the show and say it's incomplete. It is not a high-quality vehicle.
3: All right. I don't want that. That is dark, but okay. And uh, we will, of course, do some news. Let's start by doing some news, Sydney. please.
1: If I say goodbye, a nation learns to move on. <laughs>
3: Wait, was that bare naked ladies?
1: No, <laughs>
2: that was from my all time favorite musical at the moment, Hamilton.
3: Oh. One that
2: nobody can get tickets to for the. Yeah. So next how are we gonna know those years? songs? Oh, but you yeah. know what, Greg? No, but I'm just was, saying we would not know it. That we was 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 Greg. This is her day. It's, it's the message behind. Yeah. Like Great song. Well, you Have you
3: seen can. it? Take your pedal off no, the contrarian. but, but all she hasn't seen
2: songs because you can't get tickets to it for like until like 2017.
3: Why are you giving her heat? I'm not Sydney's last day,
5: Greg. I'm I'm confused. It's too bad she hasn't. We should have gotten her Hamilton Hamilton. tickets for her going away. That would have been the move. Yes.
3: All right. Let's do some news. We'll start in Houston where the Texans have parted ways with running back Arian Foster, of course, one of the greatest players in franchise history, the all-time leader in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, yards per game, total scoring uh, for a non-kicker. They are moving on from Foster, who, of course, uh, suffered a torn Achilles tendon last season. Also had groin surgery. Uh, injuries have always been a part of the Arian Foster um, story. But, of course, he's also been wildly productive when healthy. So this is a great running back uh, on the wrong side of 30, coming off a very serious injury, Lindsey Rhodes. Uh, where do you think he kind of fits in when we look forward now? Uh, well, actually, let's start with this. Let's start, about, let's start with the Texans. Was this the right move, you think, to move on from Arian Foster at this point? I
2: think it's hard to say because you don't exactly know who's going to take his place. No one on the
5: no one on the roster. Bang, bang, just, I mean, right. they got Jonathan Grimes and Chris. Po- I mean, they don't. It's not a, the guy's not on the roster. They need two guys.
2: That said, there are there are a handful of options in free agency this year. So if they wanted to free up some money and go after somebody that they thought they could bring in uh, that way, that might be able to stay healthier. Then I, mean, I guess it's not a. Bad move.
4: Yeah, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it was a move based on money. I think it was a move based on the fact that he's missed what twenty-three games over the past three seasons out of forty. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you're Bill O'Brien, you 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 know your pro experience was built heavily in a Patriots organization that doesn't overly value the running back as like a central force to your offense. You can plug and play. Uh, it's easy to find. They're easy, easy to, to find. find. The Patriots start over from scratch
5: every year, and. Between the draft and free agency, and and like Lindsey mentioned, this is a great uh, year for free agency. We added Foster to the top 99. Can I take a guess where you put him? Sure. 45. He was 31, I believe. Okay. 31. I thought. And – there are five running backs ahead of him, right? Or four running backs ahead of him. Chris Ivory, Lamar Miller, Matt Forte, Doug Martin. And there's a few towards the back of free agency, too. So it's not that hard to find a running back out there. That's why they don't get paid that much.
2: Well, and speaking of the uh, Patriots background for Bill O'Brien, Willie McGinnis always talks about, and Heath, too, and I'm going to totally misquote this, but something to the effect of uh, your best ability is availability or, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. uh, something to that regard so that that's something that they talked about a lot in that organization yeah
4: they couldn't count on him I and mean, they were in a playoff stretch last year and he was just not available and it's been this story
3: for him for a while and now. it was a one-two punch too I-, I can imagine the frustration of the organization of course they felt bad they-, they end their relationship on very good terms team and player it seems but uh you know they went in and he- they were on hard knocks this past summer and they were all amped up, and you could tell they were ready. The the Hard Knocks producers were amped to, like, center the season around Arian Foster, and he blows out his groin. He misses a ton of time with that, comes back, and after a few weeks, hurts the Achilles. So, I mean, they used him so much. I think he was probably, if you looked at who got who, teams that use their running back the most, he's probably number one or close to it. And it, it might just be a situation where they've gotten the best out of him, and it's kind of a tough business, but that's what happened. They know Second most yardage by
4: any undrafted back in – Super yeah what Bowl a story era. i mean yeah, he, absolutely. he
5: came out of nowhere to have one of the best seasons any running back has had this decade in 2010 now that was that was his best season and so that's six years ago now but he's had some i'm wondering good years. yeah he he looked good two years ago i'm wondering if we right. overrated him a little ranking him that high based on the name because he is a 30 year old coming off an achilles tear i think which, he did which is tough but it's partly because you mentioned mark in 2014 he was one of the best three or four running backs in the league I mean, he played 13 games, 1,500 yards from scrimmage, and he ran hard. He was better than the team around him. He looked even better than the stats. So you think about that, and we have a, a post-up five possible landing spots. You think of him maybe in Denver with Gary Kubiak. Those two love each other. They've talked about how, how much they respect each other. Maybe pair him with C.J. Anderson. How about Seattle? They run a zone scheme. Pair him with Thomas Ross. Something like that where, he, where he's kind of the 1B That's option. Tough injury to come back from,
3: I would think, at 32. That's 30.
4: But 30. he's going to get a chance to prove that he's comma healthy, two. no doubt. Oh. No
2: because there's so, so much talent there when he is healthy. Yeah, yeah,
4: and he's not going to cost. He's not going to cost the franchise a ton.
3: In other news, of uh, teams moving on from longtime veterans, Charles Johnson, the Panthers' defensive end, his time in Charlotte is up. The uh, 29-year-old pass rusher. Uh, was uh, released on Thursday. He had a fifteen million dollar cap hit coming in twenty sixteen. Uh, so this seems like a move that was motivated uh, as much uh, by money as it was by ability for Charles Johnson. Uh, Charles Johnson, Greg, where does he fit in when you look at uh, players on the open market? Open market, anything in the tank?
5: Yeah, I we put him ahead of Foster, for instance. I believe he's here. He is twenty eight. So just a few spots. Nice spot ahead of, of Foster. He was good in the Super Bowl. I mean, you guys were there watching that game. He had a good game. I thought Charles Johnson was maybe the best. Panthers defender on the field in Ooh. the Super Bowl. Coney Ely was there, but he played 16 snaps, 16, Little 18. Keekly made six. some plays. Uh, but Charles Johnson played well, I think, the last three or four uh, starts of the year. So I think he's got he's got something left as a starter. And if you're a starter in this market, even at age 30, it was just a situation you mentioned. The cap hit was just outrageous. He was pl- getting paid like a, a huge... And he was
4: hurt game. last year. I think it's another yeah. thing where they look at, you know, price tag versus durability. You know, by cutting... Well, Jared Allen retires, and by getting rid of Charles Johnson and uh, Edwards, 21.2 million Gettleman saves next season. So, you know, that team, and Gettleman really, we, I think he gets a lot of credit on this podcast, but um, one of the most overlooked jobs in terms of turning a terrible cap hell scenario around, but part of it's having to cut some of these – Johnson's probably – what? He's a top-ten player in Panthers history. Yeah, we were having, a lot I was
5: having this discussion with David Ely in our newsroom, big Panthers fan, and we were going through the was best. Is the play. guy that brought a champagne bottle <laughs> to work? On, That's the guy. Well, I did suggest he could now pop that champagne to celebrate Charles Johnson's great career. He thought that would be weird.
2: A little bit. But I
5: thought top, you know, we went through the list. At first, I thought maybe top five team, top five player in Panthers history. Then once we Mm -hmm. went through the names, you got to throw Cam and Kuechly up there already. It was probably somewhere six to ten, but he's in there.
2: How about Gettleman's moves in the last few years, though, that you referenced there? So in the last three years, he has gotten rid of Steve Smith and D'Angelo Williams and now Charles Johnson. Those are three really big Panthers names.
4: Yeah, and maybe though at the right time of their careers to do that. I think with I don't know, Steve, with Steve Smith, Smith yeah. with Steve Smith there was something else going on there a little, you know. Yeah. So. they don't
5: they don't have much at defensive end. So I don't think it's outrageous to think he'd be back at a, a lesser salary. Coney Ely's going to start now, but other than that, they don't really have any players at that position. We I did a, a team needs thing and look, they're they're thin. So maybe maybe they'd re-sign him.
3: Hmm. Uh yes, we, yeah, they offered him a pay cut, so maybe he's back and Would that – would Ealy then – Ely's moving up to a starting job anyways, and even then they have have
5: another, Coney Ealy. David
3: Ely, come on. (laughs) Uh, All right, let's talk wide receiver heat. Old wide receiver heat. Okay. I mean, they're not even wide receivers. just like middle-aged guy heat. Middle-aged guy heat.
5: It's good heat. That could be an alternate name to this podcast. (laughs) That's true.
3: Well, for (laughs) Wes and Mark. All right, that'll be fine. Uh, Marvin Harrison is going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Finally, he got voted in. I thought it should have been sooner, but it happened. Uh, Finally, uh, this year, and Terrell Owens on the ballot for the first time this year did not get in, uh, and he's not happy about it. He said he felt disrespected. Uh, Marvin Harrison was on the Talk of Fame Network. Is that a real thing? That is a thing. Okay. Uh, he had this to say about T.O.'s. I don't want to be disrespectful to the talk.
4: No, that network. not Does in no way it? was that disrespectful.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Here's his quote, Harrison. I wasn't concerned at all. I'm not concerned about, you know, T.O., not one bit. I was cur- concerned about myself. I wasn't worried about splitting the vote with anyone. That was it. Uh, blah, 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 blah. So he can get his ass in whenever he gets in, if he gets in. If he doesn't get in too bad, the hell with him. <laughs> Bang.
2: Drop mic.
3: Mark, you, you voted for this not to even be in the podcast. No, I didn't vote. So no, don't no. What, I've, what I
4: said was <laughs> was that, all right, fine. I mean, g- good for you. These are your comments. You're upset at Terrell Owens. I, I don't know. I just it feels like we have to quickly pen an article every time, like, some athlete says something negative about another athlete. This, to me, feels good for you, Marvin Harrison. Have a nice day.
3: Are you still That's on the beach bench? That's kind of big, though. Don't you,
2: know. don't, you don't normally see HOF on HOF crime.
3: <laughs> Thank you. It's Lindsay. true. I, I wouldn't, let's, let's you us try a better perspective than I did. Let's try to not connect Marvin Harrison in the word crime. I, you know, I don't feel comfortable with it.
4: She's right,
2: though. <laughs> I
3: Lindsay's mean, it's, too important to and, add on to that kind
2: And Marvin Harrison is a little bit quieter.
4: I've never I mean, heard him say really anything. Ex- yeah, I mean, Back from that angle, say it's say surprising. That? He's not the guy. I thought it would have gone the other way around, maybe. And I agree. And I... I
5: don't agree with that. To needs to pipe down, but uh, I, if I had to choose, who should go in first? It's Marvin Harrison. I, I think he's got a very similar, consistent
4: career to To without a lot of the baggage. Well, I mean, some baggage after third all time in receptions, fifth in touchdowns. touchdowns. I mean, it's not that, but the To also absolutely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He'll get in. Let's. But that's that's the issue, isn't it? I mean, why is Hall? Why you have receivers that aren't even half of To's standard in the Hall of Fame? So there's your problem.
3: In other future Hall of Famer news.
4: Dan can't wait to get out of that, that what did we spend
3: well, a minute and like, eight seconds on that? It was we're fine. Out. It we're was just, out. I, I was surprised you had so much to say after not wanting it on the podcast, that's all.
5: I think that was well, really Mark. Life is full of beautiful with Mark real really unhappy terms of with some of the terms of his employment that in, <laughs> in terms of the, the post that he writes than it
4: really was
2: about
5: okay, Marvin Harris. that do,
2: do you guys want to hash that out, Greg? Mark? Sure. While we're here, we can I don't yeah, even know what you doing. I don't no even understand Harrison
4: what about. you just said.
3: All right, I like that. Let's let's move forward as <laughs> okay. as as a, as a group. Uh, Peyton Manning is making the rounds. Mark, you're going to Vegas or something? Is that uh, you're going to talk? Just found out going to Las Breaking Vegas.
4: Um, what like a four a.m. flight in the morning to get to some press conference? I thought it was me- like nine a.m. I don't know. Morning. Well, it's Sessler
3: time. It's always added or I don't. I'm not sure likewise. what the time
4: is, but Peyton Manning is speaking in Vegas tomorrow. Apparently, right? so what? Yeah.
2: Like a speaking engagement that was already set? Yeah, at set. a
4: conference, which we probably should know the name of.
3: Mark will be there, and a shadowy league figure approached him and said, hey, buddy, bring a suit jacket just in case he retires.
2: He's not going to retire in Vegas.
5: Wouldn't it be. now? No, but that's why Mark
4: is going, just in case
5: he well, says he said. I think oh. they're
4: sending me because they know nothing of actual critical news will happen, <laughs> so send Sessler to Vegas. <laughs> Got to cover we, our base. Yeah.
3: Actually, I like the idea of Peyton retiring and then going straight uh, to hook up with Spice Rack and just party for, like, literally a week straight with uh, Wes's desert. That's unlikely, yeah. Anyway.
4: We'll see what happens.
2: That, Thanks, uh, guys. Yeah, and I don't think he's <laughs> going to retire tomorrow. No. Now, after what he said last night in Florida.
3: Yes, that's what I'm getting to. He was speaking at the Florida Forum Speaker Series, Okay. Uh, He said it was absolutely excruciating, that's the exact quote, to watch the Broncos games on TV when he was sidelined with the torn plantar fascia, 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 in late November and early December. One of those. I don't know. Per NFL media's Jeff Darlington Manning explained that he would watch games with the sound muted, so he didn't hear the commentary. He was also asked about his post-football career, which could begin as soon as next week or perhaps in another year. Who knows? His response, hard to say. One reason I've enjoyed my current job so much is I've been all in. Greg, what are you taking at all this? The more I hear him talk, the more I think he
5: is biding his time trying to figure out a way that he can keep playing that during this legal tampering period which is coming up and there's been illegal tampering probably going on he's trying to see if he can find a situation that he that would keep him playing lindsay shakes her head in it's disbelief just,
2: i mean i'm like facepalm right here it's mind boggling to me that he doesn't see that this Situation is the best possible situation that could have presented itself for him. He didn't even play well in the Super Bowl. No. But no one's talking about that because they won. It is the best possible script that could have been written for you, Peyton Manning, to ride off into the sunset at the end of a great career in which you are no longer the Peyton Manning that we once knew. But the thing that he said, Jeff Darlington was at that Florida speakers forum i did i cited that earlier. last night and yeah. he said I "Cited it was okay thank you i'm back referencing your okay. citing. cool
3: cool cool but you use this full <laughs> like name second sighting I... uh, maybe Jeff or... oh
2: i'm sorry i you know just in case anyone's tuning into the podcast late <laughs> <laughs> i didn't want to just drop jeff uh so jeff was in florida <laughs> listening to him and it seemed like his takeaway was that he was trying to come up with a. Uh, he was trying to talk himself into retirement as opposed to the other way around. Like he wanted to play looking for options. He wanted a team to present itself and that he made a a statement about how important system is to a quarterback. Mm -hmm. And like, I can't overstate the importance of that. Uh, There were years there where I, I could throw the ball with my eyes closed and I knew exactly where everybody was going to be. And it seemed like he was indicating that that might have been his problem. So in his head, I think that's where he's going with this is mm. like, I'm not bad right now because I'm just bad and I'm over the hill. It's because the system wasn't right for right. me. And I want to go prove that.
4: Listen, yeah, everyone else wants you to leave that Peyton Manning has never been wired that way. We said a couple weeks ago that he, I could see him on the Rams. Well,
3: that's the thing. If he wants to, and it would be actually um, ironic um, because I've made the reference a couple times that if, You know, you don't want to be Joe Namath sitting on the bench at the L.A. Coliseum with the Rams – uh, at the end of your career, hanging on, hanging on a year too long, we might actually see that if, if th- that somehow happens, he ends up at the Rams because I think everyone sees the writing on the wall. Maybe he's the last guy to see it because he's a proud. We well, wouldn't be the last the first athlete. athlete for that. Yeah, to be and case. you can't like kill him if he wants to come back because he thinks he's got something left. Right. But you just get a feeling how it's going to end, and you you feel bad oh, if he's benched by week eight and then he retires in a press conference the following January. You know, after playing with a non playoff team, it's like damn, you had a chance to. Go out how you – in a perfect way, and you passed on it.
2: Don't make me feel sorry for you. Yeah, but – But that's on us, though. A perfect way for who?
5: A perfect way way for us? That's what I mean. That's the other side of it. What does he care about us? He is younger uh, than – Mark, for instance. Like he, I'm just saying, imagine. Why do you have to bring up I, I,
4: this, is become a, this has show. become a disturbing <laughs> thread that Greg brings up. Like My point is he is
5: not a, an old person. He is one of the greatest people ever at his trade, and that has been his entire life since he's 10 years old. And now he's being told, you have to be done for the rest of your life just because it's some good storyline. Oh, by the way, you were good enough to just start in the Super Bowl, even though you weren't very good at it. You, know, you were good enough to stay in the league.
4: No one's killing Matt Hasselbeck for staying.
5: Yeah, as a
3: backup. Peyton Manning ain't going to stay in the NFL to be somebody's clipboard. Greg
4: said it a hundred times. Quarterback, like these quarterback stories, never really end well. Outside of Elway, they almost always end rough. And and he got to this point
5: by being so confident, by seeing, uh, like you said, Lindsey, or or thinking at least, well, the system, if I had the right system around me, maybe I could be – uh, a good starter again. Who knows? Maybe even that's true. It, it seems pretty unlikely. And so you go it, to Jeff Fisher's
3: offense. He can't <laughs> play anymore. And,
5: oh, and by the way, I do want to point out enough of the the well. If he if he doesn't play football anymore, Peyton's got a great future as a comedian. <laughs> with this, uh, hey, I've got a big announcement: fifty percent off Papa John's. You know see what I did there? It's like he has a, he has a whole room full <laughs> of. You love uh, to
3: attack straw man arguments. I don't think a lot of people. I have seen, that I like,
5: was like, literally a headline. I've seen this in tweets. It was the headline on ESPN. He's like he's
4: got a future as a comedian. I mean, like, now that Greg is coming off a season where he, you know, co-hosted <laughs> a podcast with a professional comedian, right? I've got. Yeah. Greg figure. has got to weigh so, in on this kind of stuff.
3: Um, don't bring I, that up. I stand by. I stand. That's a deep past to me. Uh, I stand by that. I, I can totally imagine Peyton Manning in a broadcast booth for twenty years in like a Troy Aikman role, but I don't see him as you know having his own sitcom on NBC or something. That's
5: all I'm saying. He'd be great as a broadcast.
3: Meanwhile, on the throne of The Apocalypse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, no. Oh, (laughs) Oh,
4: that came from outer space. Oh, no.
5: Uh, (laughs) That does explain.
2: I like the bars and tone.
5: That does explain Trump winning Massachusetts by like yeah, those thirty.
3: The Patriots uh, have shed some uh, pass catchers from their roster. Uh, the team announced Thursday that they have released wide receiver Brandon LaFell and tight end Scott Chandler. Uh, Chandler, according to the NFL transaction log, failed his physical with the team. Uh, LaFell, you know, had a really nice year in 2014. Very promising. Had 74 catches, almost a thousand yards, uh, but. He came back, uh, missed some time to start the year, came back, was dropping passes all over the place. I remember his first game, we went back against the Jets. He had like seven drops or something unheard of. Uh, Never really, I guess, got the trust of uh, Tom Brady after that, and now he's out the door. Lose a young weapon like that, Greg.
5: (laughs) Please. I mean, LaFell is a perfect example of the type of guys that Tom Brady's made into 1,000-yard type receivers. I mean, Peyton Manning, I don't know if he lifted up as many – lower level receivers like that. And by by the way, the the deep throw to Brandon LaFell was the worst play in the league last year. So it's good to get rid of it.
4: Only five receivers had more drops than LaFell. Dan was saying that you were going to miss him because you liked the way that he would drop the ball in games against the Jets.
3: Yeah, I, I did like the way he played against the Jets. And... Downstairs, Greg was talking up Danny Amendola. I mean, hey, he stuck he's stuck around. He's turned into
5: a good – Well, it's good, good news for him. He's never had
3: 700 yards in his career. He's been around, you know, since 2009.
5: He's somehow, you said, making twice as much as Julian Edelman, Mark, which is, is sad for Julian Edelman. Next
4: season. Well, I mean, Brady also – this is a classic Patriots. They bring a guy in for one season. He helped them to a Super Bowl. Brady – remember, they're calling him the toughest receiver he'd ever been around. Everyone was praising LaFell. LaFell admitted before that Super Bowl that he played that whole season – very banged up, very injured. So he is a tough guy. He'll find another job, but New England knows when to cut bait. Get a ring.
3: And that's what's happening in the news. If you haven't. Free agency. Problems I feel bad for you, son. I I've got, got 99, 99 problems. problems. but Free agency. Ain't one. All right. So we talked top 99 overview. I feel like we got to
5: get Lindsay's favorite Jay-Z songs, at least. If yeah. If you're at the concert. Oh, and you're
2: gosh. Off the top of my head.
4: No, okay. Mm.
2: You can think wait, he put it the number bad. in your okay.
4: purse. Did you? So did you call him? Like, how long did you wait to call him? How'd you know it was him?
2: Oh, I didn't call him first of all. That's okay. a little bit too like I know all I want to. Yeah. So I texted him mm. something about like, "Hey, I think I found something of yours in my purse." Mm. Oh, and then I oh, just oh. signed it like row ten. Did you guys? I didn't even want to. I didn't even know yet. Ten, you know, I, like don't, I don't. I don't want to. Were you I sure didn't it was him? Name yet?
3: Were you sure it was him? The you had yes. you suspected it was him. Yes,
2: no, he told me as we were walking out that Check he put something in my purse. Yeah, That's the whole weird... thing was like borderline creepy if he wasn't Hey, I
5: put something in so your charming. purse. I mean, weren't you a little worried what was well, in there? So
2: he was <laughs> I don't know. He was so lacking in game that uh, I felt like that was a safe sign. Mm, okay. You know what I mean? Interesting. No, uh, most sure. guys that would like, not go I was go like, well look, I, th- I think he's hot and he has no game, and those two together kind of work for me. Well yeah, he's not like, slimy otherwise I'm exactly right. So that Check would, would be
1: good.
4: Well that's I a, <laughs> something in there, boy, yeah. uh, Dan, that would go very well for you. I got that's you a good. nice
3: surprise in your poise. Okay,
2: yeah. <laughs> if you're missing a twenty, that may or may not have been me too. <laughs> All
3: right. So anyway, let's uh let's dig in a little bit more on free agency and we have a new post up on NFL.com uh slash around the NFL or slash news. I mean a lot of ways to get there. Uh, best team fits for free agents. So let's spend a couple of minutes here uh, talking about this topic. And we'll start with Mark Sessler, who uh, has an idea about a player that's high up on the top 99 that shouldn't be going anywhere.
4: Yeah. I mean, I think uh, with free agency, it's oh, where will they go? Some other team start over new scheme and duplicate what you did where you were. How about Doug Martin? How about you just stay home? Number one, I don't know why they didn't get slapped the franchise why'd tag you, on this guy. No, I didn't know that was that an point. option. We could just well because hit, sometimes it is, he is home. a free agent, and one destination would be going back to the team you came from, and it just makes a lot of sense. A, the new head coach Dirk Cutter is the guy that stood up for you last off season. Is probably the reason you even had that opportunity in Tampa Bay, coming off a fourteen hundred yard year. Him and Charles Sims, you know, and Wesley was trumping this all towards the end of the season too. One of the best, if not the best, backfield duo in the league last year. And you cannot ask Sims to come and play the Martin role if you lose him. So you suddenly have a need for that kind of a running back, what Martin fulfilled for them. And it takes something away from Jameis Winston. So if I'm the Bucks and you got some money, you go get the guy that you know already fits in your offense and you don't look back. They have plenty of money. they are plenty of cap room.
3: So they don't mess around. They, I guess the only way they would not give him that money is if they were too spooked by those two years before... If, uh, well, they're talking or about or him somebody,
4: getting, what, 35 over five years or something. That's a lot of money for okay. any running back. Is I everything, isn't
3: everything like a two-year deal? Isn't that the way it breaks down? Guaranteed. A lot of these.
4: Yeah. I could see
5: Dallas maybe. I feel like Dallas is going to be definitely in the market for a running back. How about the idea of what
3: happened with DeMarco Murray, and they're totally different players, but. Our teams going to be scared to give out a contract to a big guy coming off a monster year after what happened with Murray last year? Or do these guys put that all, all that stuff? They keep them separate.
4: At the running back position, I think yeah, specifically probably big money scares certain teams.
3: Uh, Greg, you want to throw something
4: out there?
5: Well, I liked one that Patra put into the column, Mario Williams going to the Raiders. I think, I think that's the type of team that's mm. got a lot of cap room, can take a little bit of a chance on a short-term option. Uh, I don't really love uh, – mario williams moving forward but it's one of those you know big risk big reward type signing and it's just one of those i could see happening because alden smith no longer on the roster like i said they have tons of cap capper more than they can really do and and they've kind of shown that they like to take these two three year chances on on guys that are around 30 years old This is a team that needs or at least wants to win right now
2: i, I think that they could when you look yeah. at all of the cap room that they have, I think the Raiders could be a team within the next couple of years that we're talking about as a legitimate team. Oh, yeah. There's so much young talent and on that team that if you can fill those holes and they have so much money to do it.
4: Mm. Reggie McKenzie revolution. Is it? I don't know. Slowed the entire podcast down with that comment. That's <laughs> what I aim to do.
3: Uh I think Mario Williams makes sense in a Raiders uniform. I, Raiders are one of those teams where you always—and I think it's because of what Greg was saying—they seem to love to sign the guy that's maybe just on the other side of his prime, but still is a big name brand. Maybe that's Mario Williams at this point. But, but I—you were right, uh, Greg, on Wednesday. I don't know if I trust him on a third contract. No, like I, seventy-four million in the bank. I don't know.
5: I'm gonna throw out another fit. Go ahead. Around pass rushers, Jason Pierre-Paul going down to Tampa. I did this. I did this article about you know team needs, and I realized the Tampa defensive end is like the NFC equivalent of the Browns quarterback situation. they they have not had anything resembling a pass rusher for four or five years. Well, so it's one fifth. Well, the Browns' quarterback situation. Yeah, you situation. know what I'm saying. Just Time the last highs. last nice five, try. Five, seven years, like they it's never. Always dangerous even,
3: when you cite the Browns and something. I'm just
5: saying they never they never even have one guy. I mean, they if they could just find a pass. I mean, it's not a good defense in general. Lovey Smith and and Jason Light have not done a good job in terms of the talent. It just didn't. It's not working for them. So I think that's exactly the type of team uh, that should take a chance on old JPP. Plus, you know, well, when, why wouldn't they just to go college, get right? another
2: guy that could do that? The, Wait, so you you that you're, edge Greg rusher. is very deep I'm in bullish. the JPP game. That camp. isn't I'm a roll-the-dice so type player, I guess is what I'm saying. I'm
5: bullish on JP. I don't think it's that big of a role. I think at worst case, they're going to get the best defensive end on their team. In best case, they get you know one of the best defensive ends in the league. I think he's still got a chance if, to be very good. If I'm
3: him. riding that Lamar Miller bandwagon, uh, you are riding the JPP bandwagon yeah. all the way. Greg is steering it. Hmm. Uh, now that you're hopped off the Ryan Tannehill, you're free to hop on someone else's.
5: I mean, Charles Johnson could be another ouch, but he's a little older, you know. Atlanta yeah. tried to get Charles Johnson back in the day, and that's how he got that huge contract from Carolina.
3: I'll throw one out there. How about um, Marvin Jones? Number one wide receiver on your top 99, right, Greg?
5: Right now, yeah. Not in the top 40 even overall. 30, rather, overall. But, yeah, top receiver. The
3: New York Giants have revealed themselves to be a roster, um you know devoid of much talent they don't they need some they need some people on that team if they want to be competitive in the final prime years for eli and uh i would love to see victor cruz come back he's a jersey guy undrafted easy to easy to root for him but you can't count on it if you're the giants and I'm sorry, you know, Odell Beckham is probably the best wide receiver in football, but you can't build an entire offense around one player. Get somebody on the other side. Marvin Jones, nice player, an ascendant player. Already proved he could be a solid second banana in Cincinnati. I think he can get better. You get him across some ODB mm. uh, up against the second best cornerback in the AFC, NFC East every week. Bang, I think he has a big season. And he got a nice one-two punch. And if Victor Cruz does somehow come back and is even close to Victor Cruz, you slide him into the slot, and away we go.
4: Yeah, well, point being they have to get off any concept of Victor Cruz being this guy that they're going to – we wrote probably 106 articles on Victor Cruz last and year. And we should
3: have. I thought last year he was a big star coming off that injury, but now I'm I'm not quite with Wes, where West basically wants him to be stricken from the Internet uh, and from the NFL, but I don't think the Giants or anybody should be counting on him at this point. No. no. Anybody else got one? Sure, I'll throw out another one. I'll, I'll stick uh, at I've the got a Me- bunch. I'll stick at the Meadowlands and uh, a lot of Matt Forte chatter connected to New England. I like them to the Jets. The Jets have Chris Ivory out the door, Bilal Powell heading out the door, and I think one thing that you saw and when the Jets started to use Powell in an effective manner is that. Ryan Fitzpatrick needed a third receiver. Uh, It it really helped the offense when you had Marshall and Decker, who were studs all year, but then having a third guy is kind of a safety valve. Matt Forte would be a much better version of Bilal Powell in the offense. Uh, Of course, you you can't overwork him. He's an older running back, but I think he could be a great guy. He had like 100 catches uh, two seasons ago. He could have a similar impact. Remember LaDainian Thomas in the first year with Rex Ryan? Uh, Matt Forte could be that guy. I like that. Under Todd Bowles. I
4: mean, they're a candidate to draft a running back very high if they don't go get someone in free agency, the Jets. Lindsay's making
2: a I, face well, like something
4: smells
5: in him. No,
2: I like it for the Jets. I don't know that I like it for Matt Forte, mm-hmm. who has made it clear at this point that he <laughs> wants. come. <on>.
3: Go <laughs> ahead, Lindsay.
2: He wants to go to a Super Bowl.
3: Whoa, that's wait a, a
2: second.
5: That's what I was saying. Wait I knew where second. she was going with it. I just—I don't wants to play for a winner, and you're saying the Jets are a bunch of losers? No, <laughs> I'm not it. saying that.
2: But I'm saying that's I'm still. not – I'm also suggesting that they might not be knocking on the door. They might not be one piece away or two pieces away. And I think if you're Matt Forte, who's been in Chicago on some underperforming teams for a number of years during his prime and just wants a taste of the playoff action that – He's probably better off finding a different team. That's good luck getting on this you, podcast. How about
4: that? Again. You're not your team's That's not just good like enough
3: your for Matthew Your thing. opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's how it I goes in here. <laughs> Can I throw one out for Chris yeah. Wesley?
3: Uh, uh, Lindsay's right. By the way, they just yeah. been to the They're not bowl one piece in, away. In, you know, forty-five years. Whoa. So holy,
4: whoa. wow! I
3: so yeah,
5: so I'm probably not going to go next year either. That's, That's a time. nice going-away present to to Sydney.
3: Sorry, Sid.
2: Wouldn't be the same without you know. A little work. Be,
4: yeah. what, what's the one you want throughout? Well, you know, Chris Wessling, who is at a charity event. I don't want He's got it pinned on his Twitter feed, You can go look at it. It's a very nice event. Whoa! No, because Why I said. put that? No, I, I know because I said at the top of the show that I don't believe that he's going to Tybee Island for something for a charity <sighs> event. I don't I, he's know going if we were to,
5: recording then. We were. Oh, okay.
4: Well, I think he's going to drink about six hundred beers too. But <laughs> he had a nice idea. How about Dwayne Allen of the Colts? How about, you know, you're the Pittsburgh Steelers. Heath Miller's out the door. You got to find a tight end. You don't want to take a risk on someone. Dwayne Allen, Heath. You know what? I know. Dan can't stand
3: the Dwayne Allen thing. No, I I don't. I trust Wes's scientist judgment. I I trust the scientist judgment, but I don't know. Are we going to go crazy about Dwayne Allen? I
4: don't don't know know if it's going crazy over him just as maybe a good fit. Why? Why is he a good fit? They need a tight end, and I think that you haven't seen a guy that's reached his potential maybe in Indianapolis, but he'd have a chance to be the number one dude in Pittsburgh. The one one team— I like it. And I think on Monday we're going (laughs) to talk a little bit about
5: teams that that need to have a a big month. But I'm kind of thinking, like, what are the Jaguars going to do to spend their insane amount of capper? $90 million in capper. Obviously, they can't can't spend it all. Last year they had about five big-time guys that they went after hard, and they didn't get them all. Devin McCourty was one of them. DeMarco Murray. Randall Cobb was one of them. But they did wind up spending a lot of money. I'm thinking, who can they just spend an insane amount of money? And it's Malik Jackson. I mean, to me, they mm. could. They're the destination to just pay Malik Jackson forty, you know, whatever it is, thirty-five million dollars guaranteed over the next two years, and just say, here you go, Malik Jackson, upgrade our team, and. They could get
4: content. Alex Mack, too. They wanted him two years ago.
5: Uh,
3: before we move on, in my research before today's podcast, I was checking out some of our free agency content. And, Greg, you've been doing some NFL Now hits with uh, host Will Selva.
5: Selbo. Selvo.
3: Selvo yeah. We call him Selboat. Um, and I found some of these intros to be, you know, quite frankly, alarming. Let's hear a couple oh, of them. No. Here's one.
1: Malik Jackson, one of several available players out there for the taking. This man... To my left, the grand poobah of around the NFL, Greg Rosenthal. Oh. You've been tracking free agency. <laughs> grand Snap.
3: Poobah. What else do we have? Yeah, but did you we'll hear start my, my response
1: the big dog from around the oh, NFL. Rough, rough. He would be the one and not only, that big. Greg Rosenthal. <laughs> small dog. <laughs> uh, either way, like, you are the boss. Did you boss write this of stuff? Of course
3: not.
5: What do you think? I immediately said, <laughs> small dog. Give me a break. Big
3: dog. The grand poobah. Well, you kind of are. You are the boss. You are in charge of us. You're the one. You know, you're our boss. supervisor. So you're the boss. I just—I uh, was wondering if you had directed Will to set you up that way. Please.
4: You and Will, kind of like the same way Adam Gase and Peyton Manning used to, just sit up late at night texting ideas about the industry <laughs> together, just going <laughs> back and forth.
5: That's disturbing.
3: Oh, my God. It's 5 a.m. ready?
4: Wow.
5: Got <laughs> to be at work in like an
4: hour. <laughs> uh,
3: okay. So there you go. That was good free agency <laughs> talk, guys. Uh, and uh, now let's hit up uh, a little segment uh, that we like to call iTunes listener feedback.
2: Are you sure? <laughs> <Wow>.
3: <laughs> Workshopping it. <laughs> Workshop.
5: Any other ideas?
3: Uh for what the title? Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm out. I'm fresh out. Do you have any?
5: The Grand Pooba presents iTunes or I don't know. Listener Blowtorch. Oh. Mm.
3: What happened to your
2: sponsor?
5: Ooh. <laughs> A tough subject. Uh, uh, you know, they Scott trade did a great job uh, supporting us through the season and a week. This after is that. very like Peyton Manning. And quote. Uh, you know, Scott, you might be coming back for next season, but it's not an off-season thing.
3: We're not like, okay. I guess. I,
2: I thought you guys did a really good job selling their financial assistance. Thank you. Thank yes. you.
3: Thanks, Lindsay.
5: Yeah.
2: That means do you like money? <laughs> Don't do it. They're not paying you.
3: Oh, that's right. Somebody, I got a tweet the other day that. You uh, do guy,
2: need financial assistance. Yeah, no. for
3: sure. <laughs> a guy tweeted at me that his entire company now uses Slack because of the reference we, references we've made mm. to that instant messaging client on this podcast. We don't get no guap from Slack. Yep. Quit and slacking. Sign up for Slack today. <laughs> All right. Dean screams back. All right. Let's go through some uh, listener uh, reviews, some good, some bad. Uh, this will start with. Ooh, that's a good one to start with. These guys are egomaniacs. (laughs) This is from Wayne Krebet, Wet Dream. Interesting. And it is excellent. If you want top-notch NFL analysis, look elsewhere. If you want a highly entertaining wrap-up of league news, game reviews, and hot takes, this is the podcast for you. Host Dan Hansis uses his position on the pod to promote his megalomania and overtly boast about the fact that he's a full head of hair. (laughs) Bald Chris Wessling does not have this luxury and instead spends his time attempting to convince listeners that the podcast and human existence in general is about him. (laughs) Greg Rosenthal clings to his role of boss of this group of misfits to compensate for the commercial failure of his former band Delaware. You may also know him from his other ill-fated adventure, a spin-off mutiny pod with a B-level comedian, Anthony Jessenick. That's why Dan chose this,
5: wow. this one.
3: Uh, no, that's fine. Last but certainly not least is soothsayer Mark Sessler. The NFL Oracle is a one-stop shop when it comes to predicting devastating injuries and retirements. While the deal he made with the devil in order to pro- procure these powers will ultimately lead to his downfall, they will certainly benefit us all in the meantime. I mean, you came out clean there.
4: I skated uh, relatively unscathed.
3: That was only half of the post, by the way.
5: Yeah, you've done a great job carving out that niche as the guy who predicts injuries. Way to go. (laughs) Uh,
3: This one is from (laughs) a recent review uh, titled, I Got 99 Problems Around the NFL Ain't One by Soulfly222. (laughs) Is Dan the voice of Bob from Bob's Burgers? If not, do some voiceovers and get that Fitzmagic cash. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag get a new mentor. Uh, I get that all the time, the Bob's Burger thing. Uh, let me. Uh, do you know the show? No. This is what the guy sounds like. You don't need some male model to teach you how to fight. That's what dads are for. Come on, I'll show you some stuff. Box with your old man, huh? You don't
4: sound anything like that person.
3: It's a voice actor named H. John Benjamin, who is also the voice of Archer. Hey, call me if you ever want to get that drink. Either of you, both. I've whatever, gotten that. Unless the such thing times. is weird for you, I'm obviously way into it.
5: Well, this is feeding into the megalomania.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't
5: <laughs> see it at all. But, I but roll on you.
3: with yourself.
2: Yeah, it's all about you.
3: <laughs> all right, that went over well. <laughs>
2: it's about me.
1: I
3: love this podcast. Five stars uh, from Game Over B uh, Blank. Uh, Chris needs to stop going out so much and save his money or accept that he's poor. (laughs)
5: Ah, Wow, that's, (laughs) I mean. Feedback. It's like some legit Scott, I mean, not Scott level uh, money analysis,
3: but it would be helpful. (laughs) Mark needs to get his health in check. The guy is sick all the time. Am I? I don't know.
2: You've been sick for like last week, though. When was
3: this written? Uh, February 22nd. More acorns, please. This person feels
4: work. off the rocker, but continue.
3: Uh, next up, this is good by Daffy N. I'm into it. That's a good start. These bros put out two to three podcasts every week, usually three guys. And even when there is really no NFL news to discuss, it's entertaining because of the unique talents they each bring to the table.
4: Lindsay, Lindsay wrote this, one
2: so talented. Right? Talent. This is no? this
4: feels like a PR piece, but
3: Mark has the soul of a poet. At times, I'm warming up to it. At times, outwardly miserable, yet spinning magnificent scenarios in qualis to fantasia. Greg is constantly upbeat and unfailingly cheerful, but with a mysterious and dark background as the lead singer of a ska <laughs> band. Chris is stubborn and fiery and can always be counted on for a passionate rant. The supporting characters are strong, too. That's you, Lindsay.
2: Thanks. <laughs>
5: well, that's... <laughs> I know, we, we need a review that includes
3: all um,
2: That's all right. <laughs> I'll just listen to them talk about you.
5: Oh, here's a
3: good one. It one. does start to feel I like the
5: way.
4: negative ones. I did too. Let's get someone who brings some
5: I
2: think some the he- poetry references for you are kind of dead on. Yeah, it's Anyone innovation. who follows anyone who follows your Instagram feed.
5: A talented uh It's very a talented arty. young man. Mm.
2: Thank you.
3: You are already Mark. All right. That
4: feels like coming from coming from like Lindsay and Greg. All right. From Dan I'm like there's something else going on there. Why? Why do you say that? I don't know, just cuz it's coming from Dan. Oh, that's nice. I'm Artie. I don't like I know like having hung out with Dan two hundred hours, him calling anyone Artie is not that's true. Dan does not like it when he's a populist. I mean his
5: I don't think that I'm making up anything. What's up? You're a populist. I mean, you yeah. like things when they're big. When when uh, a band takes like a left turn to a little more of an art, arty album, it's not on board. You're
3: anymore. referring to the text I sent to you about Arcade Fire. Well, <laughs> but, but this is Embarrassing true. 2012 effort Reflector. What a Wasn't joke tw- that
5: album was. That's not true. Uh, Whoa.
3: I mean, I like. But uh, generally, I think this is. I'm a so populist. Yeah.
2: Dan listens to Taylor Swift on the way home from work.
3: I do, actually, because my son loves her. But all right, here we go. Uh, you're,
5: you know, you're oh. a big you're a big live fan. I mean, anyone that admits that publicly is probably a popular. I
3: don't. I wouldn't say I'm a big Lightning live crashes. fan. I was a fan of live when I was 15. But uh, that's I mean, if you want to go with that narrative.
4: I'm with Dan on that a little bit.
3: Here we go. That Interest- video was weird. Very strange. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh here we go. Let's do one more. Interesting but shallow football analysis. <laughs> nice to see a podcast that interacts with listeners with long-running Easter egg jokes. However, for someone looking for hot takes and interesting analysis, it must be noted that the depth of football knowledge, besides Chris Wessling, is very shallow. Whoa. This is reflected by the host's lack of knowledge in play-calling, routes, and defensive-slash- Offensive schemes.
2: Oh, well, you guys should definitely talk more about that.
3: Wow. <laughs> Additionally, there are times where Dan's antics take away from the show's potential, oh. interrupting good flow between segments with ridiculous statements and attempts. At, well, that's a bad job writing. And attempts and poorly timed jokes.
4: <laughs> I don't agree with that. Dan, you do it.
3: You're a professional.
2: We've taken a left turn. All oh. right.
3: Okay, that's it. That's on it that for note,
2: now. Please continue listening. That and uh Yes. You could download on iTunes or Yes,
3: very good. I like yeah. that, Lindsay. iTunes leave us comments, good or bad. We might read them on the Mostly air. good though. Mostly good. And please. I I should say the majority of these are very good comments. <laughs> uh but we have to we have to acknowledge. I mean all some of, of them.
5: these are The one below, it's amazing. Take the biggest blowhards you've ever met in your life. Give them a football (laughs) podcast. Now have them do a pile of blow with a hepatitis-infected, rolled-up $5 bill, then rant for an hour. That's the show. (laughs) I like that one. I like that a
4: lot.
3: And the one right below with the headline, great show, fire wessling the weasel. Five stars. Five stars. (laughs) So anyway, there's a lot, you know, you can't, Lindsay, you know, you're in the public eye. You cannot, you can't make everyone happy.
2: You shouldn't even try. We gotta
3: get make Lindsay happy. She's got a meeting to go to right now. Before, oh, we're very important
2: Before this guys. moment.
3: Before uh before we head out of here, yes, Sydney, this is the end of the road, at least for now.
2: Yeah, at least for now. Hopefully it can come back. I feel like we should sing a boys to men song or something. <laughs> boys well, I, to men, huh? I think. Well, that's the end of the road, right? Yeah. Oh, it's probably. not the end of the
3: road though. We we should really look at it it's um the
2: middle. Of the road. Yeah. I wanna <laughs> be the
5: guy who just kind of breaks up the song in the middle and be like, Sydney. The guy with the cane. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't <laughs> <even take laughs> Sydney, you've been a great producer for all these months. You've been doing a fantastic <laughs> job dropping things
3: and planning our things erotic. <laughs>
5: dropping things. <laughs>
3: um we hope you're back. I've already hacked into your LinkedIn account to make you look like oh. someone that cannot be hired oh, by any other agency. Um and, and I have spread the root word throughout Los Angeles that you're heading to Malibu, <laughs> uh, the Promises Clinic for the next month. I
2: can't afford Malibu, Dan.
3: Well, we're not really sending you there. This is just about perception. Uh. But um, it's been great having you uh, here, um, Sydney. You An
5: all-time great, Sydney. Thank oh, yeah. you. Mount
3: Rushmore. Yes, no,
2: like, it's been so great. And the listeners have been amazing. And I've been having a blast. So I really hope I'm back. You'll be back. Dan, be back. can I interrupt to say yes. you haven't done your job until she's crying.
3: Well, give me one more chance. Okay. So signing right. off right now for okay. The Quiet Storm, Linz, The Boss, and one last time, La Ciede Behind the Glass. Okay. When you wish upon a star it
2: Makes no difference who you are Anything your, your heart, heart
4: desires will come Come you have children What's wrong with you? you. Well, I, I wisely let that, that was the real
3: song. I mean, you cannot beat what we just delivered. there. I don't
2: know. That was truly beautiful. We amazing. thought
3: maybe a gift card. We thought you know maybe <laughs> no, oh, so, a, so, a, so much a, better than any gift card. A plush card. toy of Ouch. some kind. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. One of the great uh, wow. performances of When You Wish Upon a Star.
1: <laughs> Which I is also now available. available so, so beautiful I'm on
2: I'm iTunes. So uh,
3: yes. Yeah, so that's it. That's today's show. Uh, uh, Sydney, uh, see you down the road.
2: Down the road. And
3: we will be back um, Monday Monday with another show. Free agency uh, gets closer and closer. Until then, uh, yes, one more time. We'll sign everybody off here. This is Dan Hansen signing off for Quiet Storm. Linz. Linz. The boss. And La Cid behind the glass. See you soon. Till Monday.